I wanted to share with you guys first the idea of fractional reserve banking. Um, for those of you who may not have thought about it, it it's pretty clear how this works. Uh, whenever you go into a bank, you deposit some money, you're technically uh, feeding into the fractional reserve banking cycle, and me included, obviously. So pretty much what it comes down to is you put some money in the bank, they loan it out, then they go ahead and um, loan that money to somebody which in turn can put it turn deposit it back into the bank which in turn lends it out and then the cycle kind of repeats itself so that $100 that you see from this picture here eventually turns to about $3,439 into the system because technically you can create money by crediting and putting it on the books there really is no way to uh, stop this unless the system changes the way it lends money and so what ends up happening is you technically create your own inflation by depositing money in the bank and that's the one of the reasons why we're having a lot of the problems right now in terms of inflation in terms of the zero percent interest is because when you have everybody dumping money into the banking system what you're really creating is an, a, a, a situation where that money multiplies thousands of times without anybody doing any sort of work. So the value of the money begins to decrease. So in terms of cryptocurrency, this is actually what ended up happening a couple of years back when people were looking as a way to solve this problem. Like for example, you can't stop people from lending money. You can't say, okay guys, we're gonna close all the banks and have no money in the system because we are pretty much all dependent on credit. And so, if you think about Bitcoin specifically and how this plays a role in the coming years of inflationary environments, which I think it's going to happen, by the way, is that people are going to start looking into this store of value, which I was talking about in my other video regarding Bitcoin's role as not a currency, but more of a store of value because obviously the price of Bitcoin um, tends to fluctuate more depending on supply and demand, but more importantly, it has a fixed amount of coins out there that's mathematically proven so any sort of currency that gets adopted as a fixed supply like gold it's going to most likely encounter a store of value versus a currency transaction so that's one of the key issues with bitcoin is that um, it's not going to be used as currency because you can't really create more Bitcoin um, unless you create something like of this nature, which I think it would go against all the existing principles for Bitcoin itself. So watch this system kind of play a role in the next couple of, of couple of months as the inflationary picture plays a large role and most likely will drive demand for Bitcoin in the future. So I really wanted to show this because it, it's just it's so important to understand what happens when that money hits the bank accounts because technically speaking it begins to really um, feed into this frenzy of more and more money in the system when the reality is we should have less of it just to raise you know the the store of value and the quality of life for everybody all right the second piece of news I want to talk about was going to be um, Stephen Cohen so Stephen Cohen is a uh, hedge fund manager and he pretty much is in my opinion I think one of the more respected um, hedge fund guys out there and what he decided to do was um, 
in July 12, which is about three days ago, started up a crypto hedge fund. Now, for those of you who may have forgotten, hedge funds were an all-time high last year. In fact, everybody started a hedge fund right at the peak. Uh, in fact, there was actually a large hedge funds that began to start up, that started up around September, October, leading all the way up to January. And those obviously, those hedge funds are probably underwater. But when I hear guys like Stephen Cohen, George Soros, any of the larger um, known hedge fund guys starting up these ventures, it just kind of puts me as a, you know, there's a little light bulb in my head that tells me smart money is coming into crypto because they're buying it at a very cheap price. And so this just kind of confirms my initial research and thesis that this dumb money has already exited out, majority of the dumb money. And then now the smart money is setting it up, setting up shop right here and starting to buy little by little as this market begins to recover. So um, I really like it when it, individuals like this like like Stephen Cohen is coming in starting up these funds because again once the market begins to run you're going to see all these other late players coming in and say oh, I want to start a fund I mean that's probably the worst time to start a fund once the market begins to run in fact right now it's probably the best time because there's low volatility and the second thing is uh, nobody really likes crypto right now so you're getting bargain basement prices for everything so good job on Stephen Cohen and again another piece of evidence that I think it's important because most people right now are running on opinion and just personal beliefs and biases. But what I do for look for is these key pieces of evidence that show that crypto is still alive and well. All right, moving along to our next piece, uh, I want to focus your attention on Coinbase, which you guys probably have heard already. So Coinbase decided to announce that they're going to be doing um, a listing of basic attention tokens, Stellar, Zcash, and Cardano. Now, notice carefully a couple of things. Uh, majority of these coins are not actually all of these coins are not um, foreign uh, the second thing you want to mention I want to talk about is that these coins also a lot of them had some had pre-mine but uh, for example Zcash did not and so when you're looking at utility tokens versus cryptocurrencies um, Coinbase is being very very careful about the coins they choose and although Ripple was not on here as most people would have expected Ripple to be it just kind of shows you that the direction in which they're getting which they're being very careful with picking coins that are very controversial so coins that could be deemed as securities coins that could be deemed as fraudulent etc etc because obviously the reputation is on the line now these are all five solid projects which i think are good choices now coinbase did say that it there may be announcing these so again they're kind of playing that announcement on the announcement but i think it's just to cover their tracks based off what happened with bitcoin cash last time so what's happening here is these coins have gone a lot of volume in the last couple of days. In fact, I expect these coins to be at the center stage for the next bull run just because these coins have already given kind of like the green yellow lights in terms of moving forward and they've been carefully selected. Now, I'll be really surprised if Coinbase actually backs off from this because if they do back off, then it would show that they're manipulating the price and that could end badly for them. So uh, these five tokens, I want to cover a little bit more in detail about these five tokens and how I feel about them. But overall, I think they're solid picks. I use the bad attention token for obviously the donations and whatnot. And that actually works out pretty good. They have a working product, whatnot. But the, the pattern I want to say here, guys, is this majority of the coins, 95% of the coins on, on CoinMarketCap or wherever it is you, you look at your coins are most likely not going to survive. And the coins that are going to be backed up institutionally, either through Coinbase or through Bittrex or whatever exchange you want to call it 
is are going to be the ones left standing. Now, the one I want to mention carefully here is going to be Zcash. So Zcash was also listed on Gemini, which basically tells me that both Zcash, um, Gemini, and Coinbase are most likely going to have institutional backing for these. And that's going to pave the way for some sort of securitized tokens for a lot of these privacy coins. And I won't say that Monero was not on here for a couple of reasons. And I think that Monero, although I do like the tech and everything else, it's got a little bit of a bad, bad kind of label on it. Because uh, for XYZ reason, Monero, the Monero camp has, um, let's just say, have done things that probably were not like regulation friendly. So on the privacy side, people ask me all the time, which coins do I think are privacy? I'm going to stick with Zcash. And Zcash is actually backed up by Pantera Capital on top of that. And it does have a corporate kind of flavor to it. So those coins are going to get adopted much faster than some of the rogue coins, I like to call them, that most likely are a little bit on the fringe of society. Not to say they're bad. I'm just saying that if you want to go where the money's going to go, they want to go for more clarity, transparency, and obviously doing things the legitimate way. Uh, anyway, so uh, I applaud Coinbase for right now announcing these up ahead, and I hope they continue doing that. Well, it remains to be seen whether Ripple is going to be one of them. I do think that Ripple is probably going to be put to the wayside because of the whole controversy versus it being centralized and being a security and also with the whole, all the lawsuits are coming in. So if Ripple decides to clear that up, then potentially Coinbase could be in there. But in, this, in, the, but in the meantime, it looks like Stellar's going to take it. All right, the last piece of news I want to talk about is going to be the CBOE SEC Bitcoin ETF. This is actually pretty big. Um, pretty much what happened was the application is coming from the CBOE, which is the same company that's running the futures exchanges. So this to me is very big because first off, the Winklevoss twins have been trying to get that ETF going for a long time, being rejected multiple times. And then the CBOE has had more success in getting some sort of product in there. So I think this is actually going to be a, a pretty much a done deal. Uh, I'll be really surprised if, and I know they already um, tried in the past doing that, but they've clarified that they're fixing a lot of things regarding the application for the ETF. So I do think that the ETF is going to come in the next couple of years. I don't think it's going to be like within the next month or so. I'd be really surprised if it'd be next month. There's been talks of it being in August 10th or sometime in August. I do think that there is going to be a lot more uh, discussions going on. But overall, if the ETF does get approved, this most likely will be the catalyst um, moving the entire market forward. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is regarding the ETFs are probably not going to be in it's going to be traded as a security obviously and also most likely people won't be able to get access to the coins however the actual um, Van Eck Bitcoin Trust needs to hold these tokens and last time I read it was about 24 or 25 bitcoins per share so if this does get approved there's going to be a huge demand at the beginning just to get the shares and have them audited so that the ETFs are going to be um, saying what they are what they are saying to be so that's going to provide a lot of liquidity into the market and again looking at the futures market what happened back in November that basically took that entire market up um, the crypto market up for about up to 800 billion dollars worth of value so the ETF most likely will probably move it back up to the 800 and potentially even more because now you're going to have retail coming in in full force that puts Bitcoin's price probably somewhere in the 
uh, $30,000, $50,000 range that I was talking about before. That's going to definitely push it past the $800 billion market cap. So everything is kind of running on this and... I do hope that they approve it, obviously, because if it doesn't get approved, then you're going to see every single brokerage in in the world offering an ETF approved product um, by the Vanekt Bitcoin Trust uh, and also Solid X, which is going to be very interesting. And uh, we'll see. All right, guys, well, uh, I'll check you guys out later. Hopefully, hopefully you guys like and subscribe and I will keep you guys updated with upcoming news.